0: I think one of the biggest tragedies is seeing a man trapped in his own success, Mm. right? Where the way we've built our businesses, the way we have built our lives can't function without us at the wheel. And so we're constantly never getting away. Our health is starting to have some warning signs, our relationships, there's some cracks and we feel trapped. We can tweak, we can adjust, we can create ways to have rest be a weapon in the hand of the busy.
1: Welcome to Evolve Leadership, the arena where high-achieving leaders are challenged to redefine their limits. My name is Angus Delson. I grew up in the United States and I now live in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm an executive coach and I've spent my career advising and training leaders from startups to Fortune 500 companies. And here's what I've learned. An old, ineffective leadership framework will always keep you on a hamster wheel, consumed with work-life balance, burnout, and stress. Here on the show, each week, we'll help you rethink the path to achievement. We'll help you discover new principles, new philosophies to the modern leader. Look, the world is relentlessly changing, demanding a new era of leaders. It's time to redefine your limits. So enter the arena, my friend. It's time to evolve. If you're a workaholic, you struggle to get sleep, you can't stay focused, or you can't be present with your family, with your wife, with your kids. This show is for you, brother. Oh my goodness, Tim. In this yes. episode, we're gonna dive into a thing that I know so many guys struggle with. You know, the inability to turn it off. Turn off the thinking, the brain, the stuff, creativity, the work. And we want to talk about kind of this overlooked but essential kind of thing around being able to rest, being able to chill, create margin, create space, and have a better sense of well-being.
0: Yeah. And Angus, I don't know if you have ever struggled with this, but sometimes when I think of the word rest, I think of the word lazy, right? <laughs> so you think of rest, recreation, that's for the non-hustlers in the world. And Many times it, 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 we, we struggle with this idea of even finding rest, investing in ourselves with recreation, right? Because we feel like, ah, isn't that, you know, someone else, a competitor is up, you know, they're, they're beating me. They're beating me to the punch when I could be working in, on the grind. But I don't know that we, I think we're going to discover that might be a little different.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: people think like, oh, well I'll rest when I'm dead, you know, or like, uh, I've done my dad used to say when we go on vacation, it's like, you can sleep when you get home. But when you're we on vacation, it was like, go, 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 go. Right. It was kind of the same thing. when my dad growing up, like his office was in our basement while I was a kid and he would be burning the midnight oil at 10, 11 o'clock at night later, even like I grew up around this construct of work. And admittedly, that was me. You know, i those of you that know my story, I blew up my life because of workaholism. And that's something that I think feeling like it's a luxury, feeling like you're lazy, feeling like I don't deserve, I haven't worked hard enough, I haven't earned enough, I haven't whatever to be able to like chill. Or maybe that feels like, well, I'll rest when I retire.
2: It's this hustle culture. And that's what I want to dive into today. Um, Like clients that, we've talked
1: to, and I know you've talked to some too, is they get to this point where they don't want to miss out. They're coming from this place of like scarcity. Like if I let off the gas, then I'm going to miss out an opportunity. If I let off the gas, then somebody's getting in front of me, Kind of like what you said, but the whole thing about recreation, like is this term re-creation. Yeah. We're re creating ourselves, despite the fact that we have so much on our plate, have so many things, responsibilities, whatever going on, but it's like, how do you create time to recharge, to disconnect so that you don't experience burnout and that unnecessary stress and all the other negative health stuff?
0: Yeah. And I think some of it is because it has taken a hustle to get to where we are, right? As high-performing men, we we have hit the grind. We have, you know, burned the midnight oil and we have been rewarded for it. Uh, But the problems are when you have those nights, and I know, Angus, you've had those too, where the mind doesn't turn off and you are like, oh God, knock me out. Like somebody, like I just want to get a few hours of sleep, but, you know, your mind is churning and there's all these you know, emotions that are racing through and business ideas, some of them are not even bad, negative things they are just the mind won't turn off. Um, and that often time is a sign that there's something wrong. It's like the -hmm. dashboard of our lives are kind of going off. We're having some health issues. There's some struggles. And sometimes it's because we haven't been able to do what you're talking about and recreate. And so I'm excited to dive into this conversation because I know a lot of us, we go, go, go. We know one speed, you know, and it's stomp the gas pedal down and how do we take a break so that we can actually go even further faster uh you know moving into the future so i'm, I'm really excited to dive into this
1: yeah so we we did some research um and we're going to get to that in just a second but i want to go back to like something you were saying before like if you're the guy who thinks like doing nothing is equal to being lazy and i just talked to a guy just recently he's like i feel like if i don't do anything like I'm worthless. Wow. And this is a real thing. Like people actually feel this. And I know there was a season when I felt like this. Um, in fact, my wife reminds me sometimes when I get into the mode where I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of a launch. I'm in the middle of a thing. Like give me this, this is the season for, you know, whatever my damn excuse is. Yeah. My wife, like one day we, it was a Saturday. And I was watching a show we're watching for any of you fans on HBO Max or HBO now or whatever they're calling it these days, this show called Succession, which yes. I'm watching for like all it's incredible writing, incredible acting. The cast is amazing. Um, not for the children. So a lot of F-bombs there. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not for kids. Not but, for Family Night. Not for family, except me and my wife, that works. Um, and I'm watching like some of the tempo that some of these guys are running at and I'm seeing that dot, dot, dot. Meanwhile,
2: I'm sitting on the couch watching this and I'm
1: watching like five or six episodes on a Saturday afternoon. And I turn to my wife and I say, like, I feel lazy as hell. Like I gotta go do something. And she said, "Sit your ass back on that couch and chill." She's like, "All week you were going, you had events, you were staying late, you were doing all da da, da 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 She's like, "It is okay for you to have some time to veg out." Yeah. And it was like my wife was giving me permission to relax, of which is really dumb because, like, I'm the coach guy; I should know. I can give myself permission to relax. And in that moment, it was like an epiphany, like,
2: hey, I still have tendencies to like, think I'm being lazy if I'm not doing
1: something where I'm not creating that margin that time. And yet the very next day I had a swath of ideas. Now, that's not always good because you know me, you work with me. I can't have too many ideas and then I bogged down the system, but I wrote them all down. I put them on the roadmap like, oh, this is great. We'll revisit them later. But I would have never, I think I would have never come up with these ideas if I hadn't given myself some margin, some yeah. space, some time to rest and recreate. Yeah, I, w- I was talking to one
0: of our good friends who just dove in, launched a business, wildly successful. Is scaling? Is trying to, you know, put other people in place. Uh, blew him away, right? But he is in work mode, and we were having this conversation about this very thing. I, I he, he was go 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 no stop, right? Mm. And I asked him, I said, if you were to slow down, you know, if you were to take a day off, if you were to recharge, if you were to do that how would you feel about that and he's like well, i'd feel really lazy and mm-hmm. i said well think of the last time you did take a weekend off or you did you know he took a trip recently and i said after the trip how'd you feel he's like like i could run through a brick wall i felt rested yeah. I, and i asked him is your productivity going to be higher for taking the day off like that next week or if you just powered through the weekend and he's like it would be way higher and so mm-hmm. I know for some of us, the biggest thing is rest is productive, right? Rest moves the ball forward because Mm -hmm. it's almost like a bow and arrow, right? You, you pull back on the string and you feel like you're going backwards, right? It feels like, Oh, I'm going backwards. I'm not, not getting to the target. I'm not going, I'm going the opposite direction, but it's that, it's that in this case, the tension, but the, the mm. relaxation, the rest, the recreation actually launches you forward with much more velocity in the following day, because your body is is ready, your mind is clear, you don't have all this stuff that's just weighing down on you. Am I right? Have you experienced that
1: too? Well, of course. I mean, I mean, this is the thing: is
2: making that time, making that margin, makes magic happen. Yeah. Right. Um, it gives you the ability to better have clarity better have objectivity uh
1: approach from a place of um possibility you know because now you're operating out of abundance you know there's a little bit of overflow because you've got some energy in the tank and now you're ready to rock and roll and you can you know tackle new challenges reach new goals blah 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 whereas if you're operating in that place of deficit and scarcity like you show up as grumpy bear like i just said that to you like i'm at the end of my day i'm getting a bit grumpy but it's like man if you could just walk away and take a quick nap i love i'm a big proponent for cat naps. i yeah. set my little timer for 15 or 20 minutes and it's just enough for me just to drift off catch a little alpha stage and then boop, i'm up and i'm right a rock yeah. now if i sleep longer if i go like 40 minutes then i can't get up then i'm like
2: oh I'm just now
0: yeah, you need the, the 20 minute power nap does amazing things one of our mentors michael Hyatt talked about that like he just raves about how much more productive you are during your day just by even getting that little that little 20 minute nap in there so absolutely
1: so, redirecting your effort redirecting your focus redirecting your values like towards rest So that you can recreate, come on. So I want to get back to that thing I was, I kind of teased up earlier, the, um, the part about the, uh, that research thing on the national library of medicine, and we'll put this in the show notes. There's a graphic that we pulled up and, and ultimately the word that they put at the middle of this is workaholism. And I don't know if you're listening, where if you're in your car, if you're in your office, if you're on the lawnmower, like whatever you're doing, dude, if you are in that place where you can't turn it off, like we're gonna describe some of the, both the components or elements or symptoms, and then how they affect you physiologically, how they affect you psychologically, how they affect you, all the other fancy allergy words. Uh, So Tim, like when you take a look at that graph, like what jumps out to you most? Yeah.
0: I mean, at first I'm looking at some of these symptoms, like poor sleep, work, family conflict where you're never home, you're not present, you know, Uh, psychosomatic symptoms. Angus, what does that even mean? Psychosomatic symptoms? What would you call that?
1: I would say the driver's psychosomatic symptoms can be um, overactive. Uh, It's just that energy. Would be psychosomatic. Yes. I also think there's probably habitual elements is the psychosomatic can spill into coping mechanisms, can spill yeah. into behavioral patterns, can spill into these different ways of, of neuroticism, you know, or overly focused perfectionism. Like I would say all those are, they fall into that place
0: yeah and listen to these other three cuz this is where we've seen i mean we we've had clients that have been in that spot of massive success and yet are feeling reduced job satisfaction like mm. they're not in love with it anymore reduced life satisfaction i mean it's just almost like what am i doing here and reduced work performance where the go getter in them is start to you know it's starting to wind down and like you were saying coping mechanisms and when i look at those it just it 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 freaks me out. Let me be honest, because yeah. our, uh, our ability to put this work in and create this life and, and this, and, and, and movement in our businesses and in our lives and stuff like that. When we start seeing these warning signs coming off these symptoms, it's like, well, well, no, I don't want to go down, center. I don't want to go down that route, you know? <laughs> so what are some ways? Uh, uh, so th- then I'm, I'm immediately thinking of, okay, well, how did that not happen in my life? Right? Because <laughs> I mean, you know, we've all experienced a poor sleep and sometimes we have seasons of that. It's almost like, oh, warning, maybe there's something we need to add. Maybe there's a recreation. Maybe there's a rest component that can be a product, strategic, productive rest, right? That can move us forward. So that's, that's what stands out to me when I look at this thing.
1: Yeah. And there's another element uh, that kind of you just remind me of is when you are revving up an engine, I said something about you're on your lawnmower right let's say you're in a high performance vehicle like some vehicles can run hot and run long you know stuff that's on the track uh formula one like all these vehicles they can go but if i'm running my toyota celica you know or i don't sorry toyota i'm not I'm trying to dig on you but even something maybe you a know, lesser vehicle i'm not even going to say anything because Toyota is actually somewhat legitimate, but let's just say it's a lesser, I'm not going to give it a name, but that vehicle, you run it too long and too hot yeah, and something's going to, something's going to go wrong. It's the same thing with our engine not to say we're that lesser vehicle, but we're not the you know, formula one racer per se. We think we are, but the engine runs too hot, too long. And suddenly things start to break down. And this is where people experience burnout. This is where people get agitated. This is when people get into self-sabotage and they start doing dumb shit, right? This is those coping mechanisms where now you're dependent. Like it starts off with caffeine, no problem. I do caffeine too. It's my favorite drug. Okay, cool. But if suddenly like you lift your head from your desk and it's dinner time and you missed breakfast, uh, second breakfast, uh, lunch, brunch, you know, whatever. Like think, <laughs> what, what, what's the, the, like the hobbits, what do they eat?
0: Yeah. 11 no, Z's that was there. Yeah. That was yeah there. there you
1: go. Second um, breakfast. So then all of a sudden you're at dinner time. like, man, I haven't put anything in my tummy. There's nothing in my belly. This is not some prolonged fasting thing. You're trying to convince yourself of this is something neurotic where you are too focused to analyze on something And it's just a matter of time before like organs in your body start to say something's not right. Your blood pressure, your cholesterol, like chemically your body starts to give you all sorts of symptoms that say what you're doing is not serving us.
2: Yeah.
1: And Angus, even just
0: to modify your analogy, I would say we are the high performance vehicles. But it's the high performance vehicles that need premium gasoline that need the premium service right you need to regularly bring that puppy in so that it is humming at its finest And 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 i think that is what we're talking about this idea of rest recreation it is that servicing the vehicle right it's getting all the fluids in the right spot it's getting all the you know the tires rotated it's getting everything so that engine can be purring so that when it gets on the road You know, when it gets on the Audubon in Germany, it can just fly. Like there is no speed limit to this thing. And that's, that's how I want to, I like that analogy because it really ties us into, okay, what are these elements of servicing, if you will, like, what do I need to, what is the, the maintenance that I need to keep regularly up in my life so that I don't burn out so that that engine doesn't crash and burn. I don't ruin my family relationships. We've all known someone. Who's blown it up, you know, <laughs> we've all known, we've all run into areas of our life that we blew up because we just kept going. Mm-hmm. And so how do we turn it off? How do we yeah. turn the corner in doing that?
2: All right, so
1: let's, let's j- dive into that. And I also wanna just talk to you, dude, you're listening and you're like, oh, but some of this is good. And I would tell you, yes, you have big ideas, you have big ambitions, you have a passion, that's what drives you for what you're doing. These are good things. We're not trying to cancel those. We're not trying to dissuade those or, or, or shame you to say that those are wrong. Those are incredibly good things. But any overused strength becomes a weakness. So if you don't turn it off, if you don't let go, if you don't recreate, if you don't get rest, You're going to have increased stress, anxiety, burnout, loss of sleep, and all those other negative things for your well-being, right? So now your productivity drops off, you start getting sick, and you're going to have other issues relationally in your team and otherwise. So here are some things that Tim and I want to share with you guys that we think are going to help. Number one, I'll start off like, I think bedtime routines are a good thing. For me, I try to read a few pages out of a book before I go to sleep. And I'm not perfect, I don't get it right all the time, but that's my endeavor. So I've turned off a device, I've already had my shower or um, you know brush my teeth, I've taken the dogs for a walk for their end of the day, freaking dogs always need a walk. And I'm trying to slow my brain down and reading
2: something, turn, you know, not having device in front of me so that I can just ah, slow my brain down. Yeah. And especially, especially with, uh, schedules
0: that don't always lend themselves to going to the bed at the same time, you know, different events, different things going on. You're traveling, your, (laughs) your, your, your body clock is on different time zones. Those routines are real indicators to letting your body know, Hey, sleep's coming up, you know, so coming up. Um, I want to ask you about the second one, because this is something that you've started to practice in your life. And this idea of mindfulness and meditation and deep breathing, how has that been? Talk a little bit about it and how it's impacted your life, especially in this
1: idea of rest. Yeah. So I started doing it again. Uh, this would be six, seven months ago. Um, I had a practice of it uh, a couple of years ago and um, I, I, something sparked me to say hey this is necessary for all of these reasons i'm building a business i'm adding teammates i'm doing bigger and better things right so it's like how do i disassociate no that's not the word decouple my brain from all the things right and for me meditation uh is something that is really powerful for me and i i'm going to tell you i'm not a great uh If there's a scale of meditators, I'm not one of the highest, you know, whatever it is. So if there's a competition, I'm losing. I'm okay with that. I don't do well on simply meditating by myself. I use guided meditation. And I started by just going to YouTube and I would just do, hey, you know, morning meditation or 15 minute morning meditation then i would start finding some and some were great and some not so great and i started a little uh, google spreadsheet and i've got my like favorite ones and i'll say "Well, what kind of mood i'm in and and i'll go to this and they will take me to a place internally where i just uh, can observe i can focus and then breathing And this is a thing that we don't recognize. Like we all know we breathe, but we don't pay attention to it. But when you get into different breathing rhythms, there's like one called the box rhythm where you take a breath in and you get, you fill your lungs all the way and you hold it for four seconds. And then you let out for four seconds, then hold empty for four seconds breathe in for 4 seconds and so it's 4 seconds 4 seconds 4 seconds and they call it box breathing and you inhale all that oxygen and your body starts to thrive off of that now you get more clarity and you get more focus right and then with the guided meditation it's helping me kind of focus on some other things to help like 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 not let the brain gremlins and monkeys you know run the show and the last thing i'll say to this is and I know your wife is into this, but tapping is another yeah. form of mindfulness. And, and when I first did it, my wife told me about it. I'd watch her where she's like pounding on her eyebrow and the side of her eye and under her nose. And I'm like, what are you doing? It, it's yeah. called EFT. I don't know what the acronym, what's EFT? Do you even know?
0: I, I don't know. I should. I um... should. Oh, so EFT, you can look it up, right? Well, we'll, It'll well, come to me. It'll come to me in the night edit,
1: the while I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, maybe you can edit that one in. I will. So, <laughs> she's never gonna listen to this. So <laughs> if you go to the tapping, uh, and I think the the app I use is called Tapping Solutions. I wish I had like a some kind of an affiliate link. I would t- I tell enough people about this. But while you're tapping, they take you through this guided visualization. And you're processing because of the tapping, they tap on, I don't know all the science, but different like meridians or something what the fancy word is in your body, wherever those electrical like bypasses are, and you're disconnecting the flow of that. So suddenly like you can do a tapping around anxiety, fear, money, uh, sleep, or whatever. Man, I get to the end of those and I'm just like, Like, totally chill.
0: Let me just pause for a second to say this. There is one trait that you will find in every successful leader, no matter their industry, no matter their role. And that trait is action. And we want to inspire ambitious leaders like you to bet on yourself and take action on those audacious goals that you see in your heart. That's why we created our 90-Day Accelerator. It's a results-driven, battle-tested framework designed specifically for high-performing leaders like you to get unstuck and propel you towards your goals. And in just 90 days, you won't even recognize a person you used to be. To be a part of this elite community, go to evolveleadership.org. Now, back to the show. and Angus, some of our listeners might be in this boat. I am just naturally really skeptical about those kind of things. You know, anything that feels that smacks a little woo woo. And my wife's she's a nurse. And so she's really into the science of this and it's fascinating. And by the way, it's emotional freedom technique. It finally came to me. I can still,
1: nice. well I can, done. Good I can sleep
0: at night, uh, emotional freedom technique, but basically that, and this idea of deep breathing and meditation, what it does is it gets us out of fight or flight. We mm. many times, especially in our businesses, where are you know, we're in competition. It is eat or be eaten. We're moving the ball forward and we get our bodies in this fight or flight and meditation, mindfulness, tapping these techniques really just allow us to go back into what they call the rest and digest, but where, where we can actually use a part of our brain for deep level thinking, which mm. think about it. Many of the best ideas we've had in our businesses weren't when we were working in the grind in the middle of it. It was usually while we were out on a walk or in the shower doing something else. And all of a sudden this brilliant idea, because we unlocked a part of our brain that wasn't in fight or flight. We were mm-hmm. able to have something that was able to tie into abstract thinking. So that that's, that's another one is this idea of mindfulness. I love this one. And this is scheduling fun. Yeah. like. Many times, and I, I have to schedule it. I don't know about you, like spontaneous fun, especially in a big, big, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a schedule that is packed, doesn't always lend itself. And so sometimes just putting it on the calendar, like I'm going fishing or I'm hitting the golf course, or I'm doing something that I enjoy uh, walking the dog, <laughs> like you, you put it out there and just saying, this is what I'm doing at this time, because you end up having that renewed energy and focus about that angus do you do that and, and i'm so just curious what do you thursday do?
1: mornings i try to do something like especially living i live in lisbon portugal and for the beautiful reason a lot of people visit uh lisbon and i've developed a community of people here as well And there's this morning uh, was a product of earlier this week, a buddy of mine had been out traveling. He's like a travel blogger for honeymooners. Uh, Shout out to uh, those guys. Well, I'm no, I'm not gonna like honeymoon always go check them out. Big plug for Dan. I was going to do it. Dan, you get the plug. Um, And he pings me and says, Hey, you want, you want to hang out? And uh, I was like, yeah, and uh, that'd be awesome. And then he, I said, I'll come up with a coffee shop. And uh, so then he pings me yesterday and he's like, Hey, you, we, we're doing this. You got a place. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah here, I got a place. And he goes, Hey, is it okay if another shout out, Mike Blankenship, what's up, Mikey? He's like, you mind if he comes? I'm like, oh my gosh, this just got even better. And I'm like, for Sure. And these are guys who are kind of like, understand my space. We, we, he used to work for whole foods. They were one of my clients. Like we know some of the same people, blah, blah. We all live here in Lisbon now, three hours later. Yeah. Like we've had coffee, we've had freshly squeezed orange juice. We've had pastries and we've had incredible conversation, which in the States I would have never done. I'm like, Ooh, 45 minutes. Got to go to the next meeting. And I block off my Thursday mornings that when I get a chance to meet with people, it's either Thursday or Friday morning, but typically Thursday mornings. Um, However, after today, that may change. We're talking about surfing on Thursday mornings.
2: So that'll be our little get together. But I create time for fun, for community, for
1: like, to me, I love meeting new people. I love just telling stories and the lifestyle and pace that we've created here in Portugal has helped me to really celebrate connection with people. Wow. And that's my fun. Yeah. In surfing. Uh, Learning how to surf. I suck at surfing. You will get no video of me for surfing for another like six months, but then, <laughs> then I'll brag about it.
0: I love it. Yeah. And then you get the picture. Make sure you get the picture. So we have create consistent bedtime routine, practice mindfulness, scheduling fun. The next one I love, and that's thinking time. And that's trying to grab like a journal or kind of margin and schedule a time to dream, to wander, to get lost in the possibilities of life. I think that margin, I know for me, it's usually in the morning and once a week I live in Hawaii. So I, I, I sounds like i'm being really um i should probably shut up about this but i am i force myself to go walk on the beach i'm not really a beach guy and i live in hawaii go figure wow, wow. It. But i force myself to go on the beach and i love it i just getting on the beach and walking i don't have i i usually turn off my phone and i'm usually just trying to take in life but what happens is in that margin in that space That's where ideas start coming. That's where regeneration comes. Uh, Angus, I'm curious about you. What do you do for thinking time?
1: So I have a a specific journal. In fact, right here for you watching on the video, like this is this ugly teal. I don't know. Is that green? Green? Chartreuse. That's a chartreuse little thing. Has this is all my creative ideas. And on the front of it, it just called thinking time, thinking time. Um, and I'll put on some music and I will get lost in just letting my brain go. Cause what happens so many times in our businesses, and this is where there's a term called gripping when you're trying so hard to like solve a problem, come up with a solution, like, or, you know, try to make a deal happen. And in that gripping, it's almost like you're cutting off the flow of a hose. And we're working so hard or so desperate to make that thing happen that we end up choking off the opportunity, choking off the supply, choking off the creativity, choking off whatever's gonna get us where we wanna go. And thinking time, like you can put on, like I usually put on music that's got no lyrics. Sometimes it can be classical. Sometimes it can be, for me, it's like EDM, cool spa. It's like spa music with a beat. That's what I love to listen to. My wife walks in is what the hell's going on in here? I'm like, I'm getting spicy. <laughs> and uh, I I also use smells. Like you'll see over my shoulder here, I've got this little scented thing here with the little thing sticking out of the bottle. Um, and then I've got a diffuser. I'll put like essential oils and I'll put a little peppermint and some lemon in there and maybe some eucalyptus. And I'll create this environment that's like stimulating senses and activating my brain. And like I said to you before, like, I'll come up with these ideas and they'll go like in our, you know, roadmap for the future, or I just leave them in that book so I can go back and revisit them. And I'll just write whatever crazy shit comes into my head. And I dive back into work and I feel refreshed and energized, just space and margin for thinking time. I love All right, that. I got the next one here, you and this one—oh my gosh—we've had to do this for our kids, discipline our kids. You're addicted to your
2: phone, and then only to realize, son of a bitch, I'm—I'm I'm addicted to my phone. How many
1: times am I picking up my phone throughout the day? So I actually have an app on my phone that is called Forest, and it grows trees. And you set the forest, like I can go to my productivity right now. I've got my little forest app here. It's a little tree. And I go in there and it says, stay focused. And then I set the time right now. I have it at 25 minutes and I'll hit plant. And then I don't pick up this phone for 25 minutes. Cause if I do, I kill the tree. I don't want to kill no trees and I'm planting a forest. So that's my focus time. It works great for, Uh, limiting my time on my phone in context of getting things done. It helps me not pick that up to see any pings or notifications because they're all silence. And then secondarily behind beside, you know, an app like forest is when I get done with work, I put my phone on the charger and I walk away for, you know, whatever time I can, I'm trying to get better. My goal is to do it until my kids go to sleep. So, you know, that's like 4 hours ish, 3 hours ish. Dang it, if that's not the hardest thing, so hard. So hard. And yet, like if I'm going to tell my kids to discipline themselves, like how much more focus am I when I'm like pulling out the Monopoly Deal cards and playing games with my kids or we'll play um what's the one with the train thing? Uh, we play oh.
0: that game. Yeah, no, I'm blanking on it.
1: Ticket, ticket yeah. to ride. Ticket, ticket to ride. ride. Oh man, nothing gets yeah. trash talking more in my house than playing Ticket to Ride. Yeah, uh, I have one child who doesn't want to play anymore because they feel like they always lose, uh, although they did win the last time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and what I love about though, though that though is being present, right? I think one of the hardest things with screens, especially when we are, you know, wanting to use it even for business or other things like that is we're present, but not there, you know, yeah. or we're, we're there, but not present. Right. And so the idea of having that forest, I like it, just taking a break, knowing that you can get back to it if you need to. One of my uh, friends worked as a consultant for Fortune 500 companies. He would always have that time from six to seven 30 locked in family time. Like he didn't touch his phone, didn't look at it, put it in the other room, whatever, seven 30, eight 30. That's when he jumped back on, do anything he needed to. And then eight 30 on, he you know, turn it off. But, um, I I think it's cool to be able to step into that place where we are leading for our kids. And we're also not getting that notification right before you go to bed from that client, from that, whatever that starts the engine rolling. And how many of us have been up all night thinking about that thing? We're like, damn it. Why
2: did I pick that up? Yep. what was I thinking.
0: I know. This next one, Angus, I love, and that's engage in a creative hobby. It's a little different for me, and I, I'm I'm stretching this uh, to some degree. For me, I have to work out. Not only is it something that I enjoy, it gets the endorphins up, but it's something that is a huge stress relief for me. So it's almost like at a certain time in the day, mine is at the end of my workday. I like to decompress. I know a lot of a lot of dudes love to jump up first thing in the morning, get their workout in. Uh, I, I met a few uh, noon warriors who just jump in there, get their workout done, and then their two thirty feeling is gone by two thirty. Uh, but for me, just being able to have me and a, I have a home gym, so me and my set of weights. And it's kind of like just pounding the iron. It's such a way of decompressing, but I really enjoy it. You know, I can listen to a podcast, listen to whatever, and just have that me time of being able to do that. Uh, really is is something that is life giving and kind of a non-essential. I mean, uh, a non non-negotiable from a stress uh, from a stress component because it just really limits all the stress of the day. Then I walk out of my, you know, my, the home gym. I'm present for the kids. I've decompressed. I've let it go. Uh, I'm interested. What What do you find now? This one suggests writing, painting, playing music, something to get a creativity. Do you have anything up your creative sleeve that you've done? I,
1: I don't. I I think I suck at this part because I don't have many of my guitars here. So I used to play the guitar, and I, I wish that I was better at doing this as a creative hobby. So this is kind of a note to self. Like I have three guitars sitting back in the States and stinking storage. And I could have brought one home when I went back on my last trip, but it's like, I already had enough luggage and I just like, it's just me. I don't want to carry that. Um, so I'll, maybe I'll buy one here, but the truth is I think language is kind of my creative hobby right now studio Portuguesa in a escola por dois dias por semana is studying Portuguese two times a week in school. Um, like I and, and admittedly that's I'm not in school right now, just full disclosure. But by the time you listen to this, likely I will be back. So I went up until December, I took a break, and then we went into business build mode, and now I'm taking a vacation. For those of you who are listening, that would be May. So that's like five months I've been away from the language uh, part of it. Uh, And so when I get back from our cruise on vacation, I'm going back into language study. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. And so some of the words I was trying to explain to someone today at this office space I was looking at, and my Portuguese was so bad. And then my words, like I was trying to say something in Portuguese, my brain slipped over to Spanish and they're very similar. I mean, the, the the languages are similar. Don't tell either of them because they will both be offended. I'm sorry. If you're listening and you are Portuguese or you are Spanish, I recognize that they are very different languages. That being said, my brain is like jumping between two. And so it was just, you know, Spanglies. it was terrible. And another reminder, like I have to get back to studying language. That's my creative hobby. Yeah.
0: And there's something about creativity, right? That, that can, it, it, it unlocks more creativity. So there's Mm -hmm. something about the practice of writing or, you know, whether it's painting or dancing or something that is, is unlocking creativity in one area, you know, and then it comes out in the other one this last one Angus, is real near and dear to my heart because uh, i had a uh, a shift in the middle of a career shift which a lot of people have walked through and i always thought of myself as rock solid like as far as constitute i couldn't relate to people who had depression who battled with it i was a- an ultimate optimist and then i had this transition period in my life where i had a stress attack that my body started freaking out i was shifting you know, from a career that I had been in, in 20 years into this new entrepreneurial career. And my body was kind of freaking out. And I am so grateful, uh, to get, uh, to seek support. I, I, found a great therapist who started off weekly with me, just being able to untangle some of the things that you just stuff. And you know, sometimes it's not fair to our spouse to unload on them, right? Yeah, it's not fair please. for the, the coworker to vent, right? But to have a trusted voice. So I still meet with her monthly because it is such a sense of having that trusted friend who's a third or trusted professional in this case, right? Third party, but can speak truth, speak life and give me that outlet to be able to share what's going on, knowing that they have my best interest in mind. But So many times as guys, we try to handle it. We try to shove it or we try to deal with it in a way that's always not the most healthy in our relationships and seeking support for mental health. I mean, it's such a very real problem, but we like to try to tough it out. And so I, I, I have been changed, you know, yeah. even over the last few years by just stepping into, I'm like, man, I wish I was in therapy like for years ago. Like I could have been so much farther along emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, mentally being mentally strong. Right. Yeah. Cause therapy is not for the mentally weak. Uh, uh-uh. It's for the mentally strong to get that edge, to step into that new place. But I'd love to hear your experience with this idea of seeking support and your thoughts on it. What do you think, man?
1: Yeah, well, especially because this was very, um, I'm gonna say near and dear to my heart when I went through my meltdown, running my first business and becoming that workaholic. I was working those you know, 80, 90 hour work weeks. Um, I got into addiction. I started sleeping around. I blew up my marriage, blew up my business, you know, and was suicidal. And, you know, not to get all dark and macabre, but that's the trajectory. And, you know, the whole reason why we do what we do right now is because of that experience. I don't want anyone else to go through that experience. And when I had myself underneath that Christmas tree and I'm bawling my eyes out, contemplating how to take my life, I hear this voice that said, we're not done here yet. And I decided to stick around and find out what that meant. And I went and got a counselor. And I
2: thought, the only people that go to counselors are crazy people. And I realized like, well, shit, I'm crazy right now. And I remember that guy was so
1: cool. He was... (laughs) The way he handled it made it feel so honorable that I walked in the door. Like I didn't feel weak. I didn't feel like I was broken.
2: Like, in fact, I sat down and he was like, you're on a journey and this is an adventure and welcome to your trail. And he handed me a book by a guy named John Eldridge called Wild at Heart.
1: And I ate that thing up. And it talked about, you know, a man seeks uh, an adventure, uh, to pursue an apprentice to win. And, and I forget the other one. It's like a cause or something like that, a battle to win and a purpose or something like that. I can't remember it all, but in that moment, that's, you know, we're talking almost 20 years ago, like everything shifted for me through the course of my counseling, you know, journey. And what I loved about him too, he said, how long do you think it's going to take you to pull out of this?
2: I'm like, I have no idea. You're the professional. Like you tell me, he said, it's going to take as long as you decide it will. Wow. And I said, well, if
1: that's the case, I want to be done in six months. He said, that's it. Six months. It is. Let's make
2: a plan. Like what? the Like, okay. And in six months I walked out of his doors going, I'm ready to live my life again.
1: I like like I, if I would said a year, if I'd said two years, if I said whatever, like what we've learned
2: in psychology is like, things will take as long as you say they're going to take. And with that is like, why are you making your
1: work take as long as you're making it? What if instead you said, instead of this taking me three hours, I'm going to get this done in one hour so I can be more productive and create time and margin so I can be rested up to go home and see my kids. Wow. Same thing. You know, so if you need to seek support and then you need to set guardrails, you have infinite power to determine what you want to do in your day. You have the power. And if you feel like you're entrenched or you're trapped, like you need to learn to delegate and trust your team and maybe even build a team if you don't have one, if you're not actually accessing them, if you're the bottleneck of your own
2: company, then of course you're becoming a workaholic. So the last piece I would say to this is maybe your leadership needs some tweaking. The way you're leading is actually creating your own challenges and problems. But I guarantee you this, if you learn how to give yourself time and margin, you'll actually be able to see
1: some of your own problems more objectively. I think one of the biggest tragedies
0: is seeing a man trapped in his own success, Mm. right? where the way we've built our businesses, the way we have built our lives, can't function without us at the wheel. And so we're constantly never getting away. Our health is starting to have some warning signs, our relationships, there's some cracks and we feel trapped. We are hitting the home run. (laughs) Like we are living the American dream. And internally we're like, this is not sustainable. And this is what I love about this discussion cuz we're not broken, right? As men who are high performing, we we this doesn't have to end in massive, you know, dumpster fire. We can tweak, we can adjust, we can create ways to have rest be a weapon in the hand of the busy, right? We can uh-huh. we can make strategic productive recreation, right? Recreation so that we can come back being better leaders, better fathers, yeah. Better partners to our loved ones, and we can have this we can design a life that we want where there's fulfillment, but there's also longevity, right? so that we're not crashing and burning. so when I read this, I, man, I don't know about you, I'm challenged to to kind of step in because I see some of these warning signs, and I'm like, you know what? I could do one of those solutions, you know I could step in, but but i'm it's it's starting the wheels turning. I don't know for those of you listening, man, but for me, I'm like, hmm. What can I do to upgrade my productive strategic rest? What would that look like? And how could it move me forward?
1: I think that's an awesome place for us to bring it for landing. And you said rest is, what did you say is the weapon? In the hands of the busy. In the
2: hands of the busy. Yield that weapon. Give yourself rest. Give yourself freedom. And make your life easier, more fulfilling, more satisfying. Probably more loving too: loving you and loving everyone else, because when you get the rest you deserve, when you recreate yourself on a routine basis, everyone wins: your partner, your kids, your colleagues, your business and most of all, yourself.
1: Brother, if you've been listening to this, we want you to be around for a long time. and we want you to honor yourself create the time and margin and give yourself the rest and recreation you deserve. Thanks so much for listening, brother.
2: As we wrap up
1: another episode of Evolved leadership, thank you so much for taking time to invest in you. If there's to be any sustainable growth in your company or even in your relationships, you must grow first. And it's what I love to do for leaders to help them grow, to challenge their thinking sharpen self-awareness to instill an unshakable confidence and ultimately upgrade their sense of self and we do this through our proprietary method called agile eq plus where we're leveraging agile leadership and emotional intelligence we provide our signature training for individuals and for businesses we've designed a unique curriculum for company-wide learning and development If you'd like to learn more about our training or to schedule a call, you can simply go to evolveleadership.org. And until next time, stay driven, keep climbing, and never stop evolving.